Blog Talk Radio. something and to me the 
it's nothing more important to me than this show. So as much as it, you know, as hard as it may be for me, but I know that it's um, what's best for me uh, to show, um, you know, God um, how much I am in accordance with Lenten season, okay? So the show will go down to one hour. That will be through um, Easter, which um, I believe that's going to be April the 5th. So that will be the last Wednesday that we will be for one hour. All right? So thank you for your understanding, and um, I know you will be in accordance with me as I am in accordance with God. All right, so this is a sports show, so let's go ahead and get to it. The rundown, what are we talking about tonight? The 2023 Pro Bowl, did you catch it? We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of that. NFL honors, they are tomorrow night. The biggest, the best, the brightest in um, the NFL for the 2022 season, Um, so that will be tomorrow night. We'll talk on that. Uh, the big game, yes, there's a game on Sunday, I believe. Yeah, we'll talk about that, too. LeBron James making history once again. Man, is he the GOAT? I don't know. We'll talk about it. And Kyrie Irving on the move. Said so he's moving on up, moving on out, moving on to uh, Dallas. We'll talk about all that, okay? NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes. Wednesday, Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics. TJ's motivational moment. You already know it's Wednesday night, so we have a jam-packed show for you. So we will go ahead and jump into our first break. The breaks tonight, they're celebrating a birthday, 30 years. These songs were hot in 1993, so I just picked two, two of the ones that I like. No, I'm just kidding. I liked all of them, but these are the two that I picked for the show tonight. So hopefully you enjoy moving and grooving to the beats of these songs that are 30 years old this year, 1993. Wow. Where does time go? Time flies when you're having fun. Did you know that? Yeah, you know. That's why these next two hours, they're going to fly by. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I feel a little bit better tonight. Can you tell? Because we're one week, uh, we're closer to the Super Bowl, and it's about to be over. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's get to our break. <laughs> and then on the outside of that, we'll bring in the ladies of sports. All right? It's LL Sports 2 with TJ.
Seven Remix, S-double-U-B. Yes, that was that song was his 30 years old tonight. Three, uh, Not tonight, but this year. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Yes, 1993. Do you remember what you were doing back in 93? Man, I had just moved to Atlanta in 91. I think by that time I had moved back to Chicago, though, in 93. Karen, help me out. Was I back in the shot down there? Uh, Reginald Johnson in the house. We are now live in living in living color on Facebook Live. Shot, shot. I see in the house Harvey Gregory, my auntie Karen in the house, Reginald Johnson. All right. Uh, 49er fans, I want y'all to hit me up, and I want you to tell me why is Steve Wilkes a good hire for our defensive coordinator? I want y'all to tell me. I have my thoughts, but I want the 49er fans, calling all 49er fans, I want y'all to tell me why is Steve Wilkes the man for our defensive coordinator going forward, okay, In, into the future. All right? You see me. You see me. All right. Now, with that being said, we are now going to jump to the phone lines because it is time to bring in, this is the ladies of sports, LL Sports 2. That means it's time for me to bring in the ladies who make up LL Sports 2. Uh-oh. Girls on the road tonight, y'all. Trust me. I'm feeling better. I'm not at 100%, but I'm probably at 79 and a half. I don't know, but we'll see how the night goes. I might go up, I might go down. But, ladies, I, I need y'all to help me help me bring it all around. Uh-oh, uh-oh, ladies. It's a triple threat in the house tonight. Janelle, hey, no. Good evening, ladies. Good evening, ladies. <clears throat> Y'all, I'm trying to make it through. I'm trying to make it through these next few days. It's hard. It's really hard, okay? But I'm going to try to get there. And, uh, you know, and with sanity. All right. So, I'm so glad that y'all are here, though. Um, ladies, quick question. Did y'all happen to catch the Pro Bowl this weekend? Yes, ma'am. No, I did. Okay. All right, Ayla. Well, have you heard any, anything about the highlights or anything like that? Yes, no. Not a word, so y'all can tell me everything. Okay. Well, we won't spend too much time on it, but I do have to talk about it. And, and everybody on the timeline, y'all hit us up. I want your good, your bad, and your ugly about the 2023 Pro Bowl. Marty, what's going on? Tennessee, Tennessee. Okay, uh, let's see. Yeah, but y'all hit us up, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the 2023 Pro Bowl. So, Janelle, uh, the floor is yours. Well, for, first off, did you like the overall format Um or did you like the, the the Pro Bowl this year? Um, I, I'm gonna be honest and tell you, I don't know. I just needed something to preoccupy preoccupy my mind from what I was going through, and um, what I appreciated about it was the fact that um, the guys seemed to have fun. They seemed to really enjoy themselves. It was it was nice to see them um, not be so serious for once. Um, the one thing that I will say, I, I can't do good, bad, and ugly, but I will tell you what was, uh, I can give you an ugly. I can give you that. I don't know if you saw the uh, part of the game where, um, where they were pay- playing kick-tack-toe. Dude, your job, you got one job. We say this all the time, is to kick the 
why not one kicker could kick the ball? Not one. It was all the snappers that was doing everything. Not one kicker could do anything. That was just, that was atrocious to me. Uh, I, I just don't understand. Yo, that's the only job you got. You're supposed to kick the ball. That's what you're supposed to do. But um, I, it, I'm, not a, I'm not really a fan of flag football, but it was just fun to watch them having fun. They all seem to be enjoying themselves. So, But like I said, I really wasn't. I just needed something to preoccupy me from what I was dealing with. So. All right. I can understand that. And maybe, you know, maybe it's me. Maybe I just need something to preoccupy myself, you know, with these next few days leading up to this game so that we can hurry up and get it over with. Um, so maybe, you know, I, I could be no. – I think I really enjoyed it, I must say. Now, I will co-sign what you said, though, the, tic, uh, the kick-tack-toe, because I thought the purpose was to stop somebody from getting the three X's or the three O's. So literally, if, if someone has the two, <laughs> then you're supposed to kick the next square so that they don't win. Come on, NFC. But NFC did win it. Shout out to the NFC. Can I just give my – can I give my conference – Whatever you want to give them. But shout out to the NFC for finally winning the overall uh, Pro Bowl uh, weekend. But they did win 35-33, but it was close. But, yeah, the kick-tack-toe was, was a little um, uh, bewildering, and I didn't really care for the balloon toss. That was okay. Yeah, no, really how, how, I missed how you that. I, I, I did miss that, but I did see some highlights. And I, I don't know why they would do that. These guys' have, hands are so huge. Why would you think that they're not going to bust these balloons? Yeah, that was that didn't that didn't uh, I didn't understand that. Shout out to Eric Taylor. I see you, Marlon. What's going on, brother? Uh, Marty, thank you so much, Micah. I see you on the on the timeline there. So y'all hit us up with your good, bad, and ugly of the Pro Bowl if you did watch it. Um, but the but my favorite, I will say this. Um, I enjoyed the obstacle course. That was hilarious because when it came down to the running backs, Saquon Barkley and uh, Nick Chubb, Chubb tried to cheat. Now, I know he's fast, but he is not that fast where he could be running on top of the tires. They were like, er, come on back, Chubb, come yeah, on back. Yeah, I saw that. that. So that was funny. I love the obstacle course. I love the um the it wasn't the gauntlet, but the one where um the AFC and the NFC they had to take off the the weights in order to pull. Oh my you know, god! That NFC thing was so funny. Killed that. It, NFC. I you know sometimes I wonder they really tried to pull with all that weight at first, but the AFC they had it down pat. So of course they did it for three rounds, and of course the second round it was who could take the weights off the quickest because the NFC now they learned really quick. It's copycat league, and then they copycatted really quick. So I was proud of them for that. And then I don't know what happened on the third round. Uh, the pole lineman just fell down when he was taken away. I was like, come on NFC. Uh, but that was fun. I love the quarterback. Um, you know the quarterback throw challenge. I thought that I thought that Derek Carr was going to get the ten point barrel. He came out and he showed. He was like he he was on the mission. Playing in that last playing that last time in the um, uh, Las Vegas Stadium, so he did really well. Um, the the best catch, oh now that Janelle, that was probably my favorite. Um, Amon yeah. Brown, what? Yeah, jumping over the lion, yeah. and then his brother Michael Vick throwing to his brother, and then his brother throwing to him, and he did the Michael Jordan leg. Oh goodness, yeah. Girl, I don't I know what it. was going on with Diggs. I'm like, dude, what is you doing? Just uh, 
you know that one that when um Biggs was doing that last one, I I literally felt like I was watching um last year's um NBA dunk uh, dunk tally. Girl. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. Somebody somebody told uh forgot to tell Diggs that the most important thing was to catch the ball. Come on, Diggs. Yeah. And then they were talking about how you have all those quarterbacks on the side and he had his brother, which is a uh what, a safety corner. Trevon Diggs throwing him the ball. Come on, Stefan. I know y'all brothers and everything, but yeah, that was horrible. That was absolutely horrible. But uh, but I'm gonna say Brando. He did. He did really did. He really did. Um, the thing that I appreciated was the way that they broke down the uh, flat football in three sections to give everybody a chance to play. But the um, and, and plus you get a chance to see the um different quarterbacks doing their thing. It, it was, I, it was I, like I said, it was really good to see them out there having fun because they were, they were having a ball out there. Nobody was, now there was, um, I can't remember who it was. I don't know if you remember um, on that second, I want to say it was the second uh, game of flag where was um, golf and, um, was getting ready to score and he literally laid him out. I said, dude, this is flash football. Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, they they had they had some moments where they forgot it was flag football. But you know, I really enjoyed the flag football. I, I did because you know the the game had went down so much in in regular, um, you know, in the regular yeah. game when they had pads. It's like, why don't I just play flag football? Because you can't really touch anybody. And just the maneuvers, like Jamar Chase and uh, Justin Jefferson, um, you know, even the the running backs when they were getting away, you know trying to keep the people from getting their, their flags, just the elusiveness of these players. I mean, they are – Yeah. You see why they are the best of the best. And the fact that they can oh, play yeah. – you know, they had their own swagger, their own style. You know, some had the hats on, hats to the back, the glasses. You were able to see the faces of all the players, whether it's the offensive linemen, defensive linemen. That's what I think I really enjoyed about it. You got to see everybody's personality. You got to see the players. And like you said, it looked like they had a lot of fun. So that just made that what was what is the uh what is the Tennessee boy's name? Derek um Henry. Henry, Derek Henry. That hat he had on had me rolling. I said, Okay, so he's just gonna be out here country. This is ridiculous. <laughs> that hat was Great not country. to be playing football. <laughs> that that was not a let's play some flag football hat. I, that was funny. Ah, oh, goodness. Yeah, shout out to the NFL, though. I really hope they keep this format. I really do. And if they decide to keep it in Vegas every year, I'm good with that, too, because it looked like the fans were enjoying it. Um, I, like I said, the players were enjoying it. And dodgeball, my all-time favorite. And dodgeball had controversy. I was like, what? Yeah, it was it was awesome to me. So, y'all, let us know what you think. Uh, Tasha says, I believe – oh, oh, she, okay, because I put out the – I did put out the question – to all my 49er fans, I want y'all to tell me why do you think that Steve Wilkes is um, a good pick for our defensive coordinator going forward. So Tasha says, I believe that Steve cares for the players he works with, and just like D'Amico, if you respect and love your players, you will get more out of them. All right. Thank you, Tasha. Thank you, thank you. But, yeah, so uh, y'all hit us up. What do you think about the – what did you think about the 2023 NFL Pro Bowl this year? But the NFC, they took it 35-33. Um, everything was worth three points except for the games. Each game, each flag football game was worth six points, and thank goodness for that. And Peyton Manning was hot. 
I don't care what nobody says. He was mad <laughs> that the NFC took a knee <laughs> because technically that is a running um, motion. And in flag football, and this is what I learned, I didn't know this in flag football, within what the five yards of the, the goal, you cannot run. It has you to be cannot run. Yep, yep. Oh. What's, um, what? It wasn't just Peyton Manning that was. I, I feel like Peyton was taking this a little bit too serious. And, um, oh, my gosh, uh, Ray Lewis was taking this a little bit too serious. They was just, those two was on the sidelines just clowning. Well, you know, they've been winning. All, I think AFC has won for like the last five, six, seven years. So, you know, they had uh, pride on the line. And, you know, Peyton doesn't want to lose to his brother, Eli, you know. <laughs> so, but shout out to Eli for finding a way around it. And and I did see um, Cousins, Kirk Cousins, he did ask the referee. He said, can I take a knee? And the referee said yes. So if the referee doesn't know the rules, how in the world are the players supposed to know? So, again, right, shout out to, exactly. to uh, Eli Manning and the NFC. The NFC walked away with $84,000, and the AFC walked away with forty two. So shout out to the NFC. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to pay me $84,000 to have some fun, I don't have a problem with it. Put some flags on me and let's roll. Let's do it. For real. But, yeah, shout out to the the NFL, though. So I hope they keep that platform. Micah says, Wilkes has one job to do, just stick to the formula and don't mess things up. Come on now. That's what I say, too, Micah. But then everybody wants to put their stamp on things. Everybody wants to implement their style of of coaching so we see what works for us we need to fly when the ball goes the defenders need to fly and we've had two young defensive coordinators for the past six years we we had Sala, and then he turned the reins over to D'Amico and now Steve Wilkes so that's you know I'm just I'm with you if it ain't broke don't fix it okay and see all right. With that, okay, so that's enough about the Pro Bowl. But shout-out to, again, the NFL there. I, I thought that they get um, – one note, though, defensive end Miles Garrett, he broke his toe going over that wall in the uh, obstacle course. Uh, but they said Ooh. that uh, – disloc- I'm sorry, dislocated his toe. He does not I need thought, surgery. I was just going to say I thought it was dislocated. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, dislocated. So he will not be jumping over any walls anytime soon, I'm sure. All right. But he oh, he got smoked, though, the NFC. Why they did that? All right, so moving on. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. You call, you press number one, and we bring you right on in. We're going to the phone lines. Seven three two six zero four. You are on with the ladies. Hello. Hello. Going once, going twice. Okay. Hello. They just... Hello. You on with LL Sports too? Okay, maybe they didn't want to talk. <laughs> we'll put you right back on mute, okay? If you would like to talk, just call us back and press number one. All right, ladies. So let's move on. Uh, we never did get to the coaching carousels here, so um, few jobs have been um, filled. Carolina Panthers, they picked, um, they hired Frank Wright, former Indianapolis coach, uh, coach, a Lou, your Denver Broncos. So my prediction was out the window. 
Um, I thought that Sean Payton was going to wait for the Dallas Cowboys job to open up. Nope, not so much. He is headed to Denver. The Denver Broncos hired Sean Payton. Houston Texans, they got my man D'Amico Ryans. And now I must say, I was not too keen on this uh, D'Amico leaving us, but now I see, you know, the hometown roots. I forgot he did play six seasons with the Texans. Um, So there's just a lot of familiarity there. Um, I think he just wanted to kind of go back home. So shout out to you, D'Amico. I do hope you're successful until you play the 49ers. All right. But, hey, Lou. How do you feel about one Sean Payton coming to coach the Denver Broncos, i.e., oh, Russell Wilson? Yeah, I don't know too much about that man. I'm going to have to do my research on him. You, uh, he's, the former, the, he's the former the Saints. Saints. Yeah, former Saints coach. Oh. Coach of Drew Brees. Oh, he was pretty bad. Those Saints, they rose when they needed to. Oh, well, that's, that might be a good fit. It just depends on how Russell doing, you know. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to be with Russ. I don't even know if I'm going to be with the Seahawks. I don't even know. But uh, I, I think that he probably would be good, you know, You know, especially because he, he did a good job with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, he, so, uh, he definitely did. Yeah, so so he, he might, you know, but, but Russell going to have to listen to him because Russell don't know everything now. You know what I mean? So he's going to have to listen because sometimes he want to call plays that don't need to be called. Okay. Oh, you you are right about that, and he's gonna to have to learn how to be a team player. That's first That's and it. foremost. So there you go. So well, it I might love work. The honesty, and blue. I, I love the honesty. You said you don't know if you you know you don't know if you uh, go blue or or uh, go hawks. So I, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You have six months to decide. Uh, you gonna uh, by the time <laughs> preseason roll around, I'm gonna need you to know which, which, you know which flag you're holding up. Okay. <laughs> okay, I can do that. <laughs> All right, three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Or hit us up on the timeline. Again, give us your good, bad, and ugly of the 2023 Pro Bowl. Okay, ladies, so it's the end of the season. I got some fill-in-the-blank questions for you. So we will go. Oh, shout-out to uh, Terry. Terry called me, or she hit me up. Um, She just had um, uh, a meeting and was not going to be able to make it, um, or her meeting ran late, I'm sorry. And uh, she just wasn't able to, to, to get on to the show tonight. But she sends her love, and she also sent her Super Bowl pick, so. I will have that for all of everyone at the end of the show. All right. Um, all right, ladies, so I am going to present you with some fill-in-the-blank questions. So put your put your uh, fill-in-the-blank caps on. And um, once I read the question, give you a couple of minutes, and I'll flip back and forth on who goes first and, you know, second. Okay? Give everybody their chance to think about the question. So first off, the 20. 20- 2022 NFL season was fill in the blank. I'll repeat it. For you, the 2022 NFL season was what? Janelle, I'll have you go first. Um, exciting and unpredictable. Ah. It, it was a lot, yeah, it was a lot of stuff that we didn't expect to happen that happened and things that we thought were going to happen that didn't. So it was definitely unpredictable, but it was also also exciting. 
it was exciting to see um, football teams that we weren't expecting to rise to the top. Right. Very true. Very true. I.e., New York Giants, Lions, uh, Detroit Lions, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, very true. All right. Um, Dean, thank you so much. Dean is, is listening to us from London, and he says it is 1.30 p.m. in London right now. 49ers forever. Shout out to you, Dean. Thank you so much. Is it That's the pond, isn't did it? He, did he answer the question about you guys' defensive coordinator? Um, no, he no, he hasn't yet. Dean, I put out the question to all my 49er fans. Um, tell me why Steve Wilkes is a good fit uh, as our defensive coordinator. So just give me your thoughts on that, all right? Um, okay, okay hey, Tina, look. did you even answer the question? No, because I don't know if it's a good fit. <laughs> I don't need nobody coming in there and just totally, you know, changing everything. Like I said, I I was on the, the train of the younger, you know, the younger coaches. I mean, Steve Wilkes, he isn't, you know, old, old, but he wasn't in the in the um, neighborhood of a D'Amico Ryans or a Robert Sala either. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't even know how. But no, he's been he's been coaching for 16 years. I do know that. Um, and he was what the one uh, what you call that when one hit wonder for the Cardinals that one year they just used him. Um, and then he went six and six. You know this year for the Panthers, uh, very good coach for the Panthers, considering that they got rid of all their best players and he still managed to you know keep them almost in the get them almost in the playoffs. Uh, so I do believe he's a leader of men. Um, I'm just I'm just worried about how our defense has been playing, and will he you know stay on that path? Will he keep that ship righted, or is he gonna you know come in there and try to rock the boat? Don't rock the boat, baby. Don't tip the boat over. Okay, stop it now. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Ain't Lou. <laughs> the 2022 NFL season was what for you? I would say it was uh, exciting, but in full of sack. Because a lot of people were getting sacked left and right, and some people got sacked and they got injured from it. And it was exciting because, you know, you never know what was going to happen from week to week. And and, and uh, really there was a lot of, uh, what do you call them, unexpected wins. What do you call those? What's the term that we upset. use? Uh, upset. Yeah, there was a lot of upsets going on because you would just thought, you just automatically would pitch pick the Chiefs to win a game or some, you know, or some of these players, you know, and then you look up and these teams that are, don't have nothing to lose and they just basically t- was taken over at times. So it was exciting. And like I said, it was a lot of people got sacked, you know, and there were some injuries from the sacks. That's the only thing I was a little concerned with. All right. Uh, we're going to go back to the phone lines because I think this person does want to talk to us. I thought I knew who it was, but then when they didn't say nothing. So we're going to go back to the phone lines. But I'm going to answer uh, the 2022 NFL season was disappointing, and I'm going to leave it at that. I think everybody knows what I mean. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines here. Let's see. 732-604, you were on with the ladies. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hello. Hello. Me, Tina. This is TJ. Yeah. Who's this? Hey, this is Micah. Micah. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Micah. Yeah, I thought how this you was doing? Micah's number. How Welcome you doing? to the show, Micah. What's going on? Talk to us. Ah, man, I'm, I'm disappointed. 
I'm so disappointed. I, I honestly believe, in, um, a lot of people don't pay attention, if uh, Shanahan would have challenged that call that on that pass to Smith, that would have been overturned. It would have been first down, 49ers going the other way. That injury would have never occurred to Purdy because we wouldn't have been in that situation. And I think we would have beat them. I honestly think we would have beat them because our defense held their own, held its own considering we couldn't, we couldn't get no offense going. And, and once, you know, once he went down, that was it. But our defense played well. Our defense hung in there. We were able to contain their run and their deep, their deep passes. With the offense, we just could not generate no offense to get in there. Eventually, the defense wore down. Right. So that 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 was very disappointing. And 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 it's like I said, if Purdy didn't get hurt, if Shanahan would have called, I don't know what the people were thinking up top. You got to challenge that, or at least call a timeout and let the Bulls see it and overturn it. We would have had first down at like their thirty-five yard line. Our first yeah. drive would have started in Eagles territory, and and I think we would have scored or we'd have got something out of it. Because McCaffrey carried the ball 15 times for 88 yards, and that's them knowing he's getting the ball. You know, he almost yeah, there was nothing yards he could do he, once, they, once Purdy got hurt. Yeah, but yeah, once it's, he got uh, hurt, there's nothing he could do. And it's very disappointing. And now I, I don't know. And and seriously, I I if Purdy, I would have took a flyer on David Carr. I would have went out and got Carr because you don't know how Purdy's arm is going to heal. You don't know how his arm's going to end. And Trey Lance is just not the answer. You know, mm. uh, he's not the answer. So you're he's saying not. it's time to turn I, the page on Trey Lance now? I I would because Purdy can do Purdy can do what Lance can't do. Purdy can throw in tight windows. Purdy can okay. throw in tight windows. And Purdy scrambles to throw. He doesn't scramble to run. All Lance does is scramble to run and throws bombs. He can't throw into tight windows, and and, it, and that's what hurts him. You know, he, he Purdy has forty, he had forty eight college games under his belt. That that counts for something. Lance had less than twenty, and he, okay. he's, he's just he can't throw into. I would have taken Justin Fields if I were the Niners. Just, yeah, if we, I mean, had we, Justin we, Fields, we can't go back in time. So I mean, we, yeah, we, we, but if we, we got Lance Justin now, Fields, so we just need to know what we're gonna do with him. I don't think he's the answer. I, I, I just don't think he's the answer because of the way he reads and his throwing motion is too long, elongated. It's, it, it, Purdy is what we need. He's Jimmy G with mobility. I agree with you on that. I definitely agree with you. And from what everybody's yeah, saying, that the, the injury is very um, – um, it's, it's easy well, – not easy to come back from, but you can come back and you can come back be even better. So I'm, I'm encouraged yeah, with that, especially with him not being a yeah, baseball player. So I'm encouraged. Yeah, I'm encouraged. encouraged with that, but you you never know. Any, it, it, mm-hmm. What if he has any company? You don't know. I would take a flyer on David Carr. David mm-hmm. Carr would thrive in his offense. Any quarterback with a little bit of mobility would thrive in his offense. Okay. Uh, you don't have to well, be a running quarterback. I don't know enough about him, but, all like I said, oh, don't mess it up. You know, don't look at all the film with D'Amico Ryan's did and follow that blueprint. You know, don't come in trying to reinvent the wheel. Those those guys know what they're doing. You know, they know they know what they're doing. Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, Warner is the quarterback on defense. He knows what's going on, 
And, and what we need, we need to go get a corner, uh, another cornerback, and, and a ball hawk and safety. Because we we need a a send that 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 Gibson dude didn't play bad back there. Right. That, that, that Gibson did not play bad back there. But we need another corner. We got to show up that other corner position, and put what's his name, Delamanur, put him down in the slot. Yeah, and you don't know how uh, man was going to come back from uh, ACL, but I, I would go out and get a, vet, a a decent corner, like a five, a fifth, or six year corner to play that position just in case, because you don't know how someone's going to come back from ACL. And I as, okay. and this one hurts me the most is on the what's his Mitchell. I would really start. He can't stay healthy. Yeah, he that's another healthy. thing. Nope. We, we we have a lot of dead weight it seems when it comes to yeah. To I, some of these I players. like him, but he can't he can't stay healthy. Yeah, and that's not and what happened. We, we, we never ran that, that kid Jordan Mason. We didn't run him at all at the end of the in the Dallas game and uh, the, the the Philly game. You know. Uh, and they they need to change the rule about quarterbacks. You should be able to carry three quarterbacks. On a, yeah, you know, I think they're going to have to revisit that after after this season. But before we let you go, yeah. Micah, I want to ask you this question because Shasha she was on the show last week and she asked uh, a very good question. Um, all the ladies agreed. How long is um, Kyle Shanahan's window? How many more for, years for do you give him wants. until he? As long as he wants. He's not. We've been to three NFC championships in four years. We're, and we, it's not like we we only got this is the game we got blown out. That's only because of injuries. That's not his fault. Guys got hurt. If we if 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 Purdy didn't get hurt, we got a good chance of beating the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And and then it's like and then last year if Jacoby's retard makes that interception, we're going to another Super Bowl. So it's, it, you, players have to be held accountable. Shanahan's doing his job. He's doing. He, we're very relevant. We're you know it's not like we were taking. Every four years we're going. We're go, we're in there three out of the last four years. We're in the NFC Championship and there's opportunities to go to the Super Bowl. Granted, this year the, the guy gets hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, I think we could beat. We would have beat Philly. I honestly think we would beat him because Shanahan because Shanahan would have kept them off guard. You know, they'd have been. They didn't know. They wouldn't know which way the hits were coming. We had too many weapons. They got too much field to cover. I think we would have been. Purdy has enough escapability to make plays. You know, I think I honestly think we would have beat them. He just yeah. had to make that I'm with you. make that call. I'm with you. He just said, how would you like my outfit? I sent some pictures. Um, remind me, because you didn't see you didn't see the, the pictures I posted on there with my red outfit on. Was that you talking about uh, Sunday mm-hmm. after the game? No, yesterday I posted some. I think it was Sunday or the day before yesterday. I posted a bunch of. Uh, no, it was it was just uh, yesterday. The other day I posted pictures on your on your okay. timeline. Yeah, I, I might not have seen. I, I have. Um, I, I do apologize. I just I got a lot on my plate, a lot going okay. on. So I wasn't on. Okay. <laughs> but I will check it after the no, show. I see though. you. I will check in the comments. You on? <laughs> I see you on my on most sports. You 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 got in there. Oh yeah 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 yeah. It's so much stuff that comes in in most sports. Uh, Michael, I, I tell you, it's like a it's like a bombardment. But no, that, but I would definitely good. go that's, check it out. It is. That's that's my nephew's uh, uh, podcast. Yeah, I know, I know. You told me, and I'm, as soon as yeah. things uh, slow down for me, I'm gonna get with him to get on the show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's good. All right. He's really he's really good. He's really yeah. good. 
All right. All right, Micah. Well, as always, don't be a stranger now just because it's off season. Of course I won't. Give your mom my very best, okay? Okay, I definitely will. All right. See you later, Aunt Lou. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, darling. All right, y'all be good. I'll talk to y'all soon. All right. Bye now. Be safe. Later. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. And who was that? I got to get here. Eight. Uh, oh, that mercy. I need my glasses. Ace. Yes. He says I think we should let go of Kenlaw. Javon Kenlaw. I thought he was really going to be an asset. I thought he was going to be able to step into the shoes of uh, DeForest Buckner. Not at all. I mean, has he even played ten games? Let alone, I know he hasn't played a whole season. But, yeah, Javon Kenlaw, he has been such a bust. And thanks to the NFL Network, who continues to play the 49ers and Chiefs game over and over and over again. But I guess who is the who is the fool, though, if, there, if I keep watching it over and over? But I do stop watching after the third and 14 play with um, uh, Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Anyway, moving on. 347-826-7924. But it's just a reminder how good DeForest Buckner was back there in that backfield. I mean, on the defensive line. All right, ladies. So let's go back to our fill-in-the-blank questions. Uh, any any um, thoughts on what Micah commented on, ladies, before we move on? No. No, he made he made sense though. He did make sense. He usually does. Yes, he does. <laughs> Exactly. But I was, I was actually surprised. But, yeah, so Micah and I are in agreement that it should be – now, I'm not going to say it's, it's unlimited, but I, I don't have, a, t- I don't have a, a clock on him. The clock is not ticking for me, for Shanahan, because who else are you going to go get, honestly? And like you said, we, we are relevant. We have been relevant. Um, I mean, we were just in the Super Bowl in 2019, so, and we've been to the two, NFC Championship. So some questionable calls, though, along the way, I must admit uh, – but, you know, again, can't cry over spilled milk and the woulda, coulda, shoulda, but, you know, we're here now. All right, ladies, back to the fill in the blank. Here we go. I wish Aaron Rodgers would fill in the blank. I wish Aaron Rodgers would sit down. <laughs> He's the highest paid quarterback. I was looking, up the, looking at him. He's the highest paid quarterback. Yes, I think they say he said to make, what, $60 million? Yeah, I was looking at it. Oh, my God, I didn't know he was like, like, Mahomes was like number five, and he didn't came much further than Aaron Rodgers had. You know, they won the Super Bowl, I think, in 2020. But, um, but yeah, I was looking at that. He just needed to sit down. He's out, he's playing golf. He saw him over there playing golf. And, uh, you know, he just, he's, 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 he needs to retire. You can sit down or and retire. <laughs> Nothing personal, but I'm just tired of seeing them because I think they give them too much air time as well as Tom Brady. Okay. All right. Janelle, I wish Aaron Rodgers would get a haircut and sit down. <laughs> Wait, I think, your hand, I think your hand is over your microphone because you're a bit muffled. Say that again. <laughs> I said, get a haircut and sit down. <laughs> but I, I'm with Miss Lucinda. Uh, you know how him and him and Tom Brady drive me crazy. Always with the drama. Every time the off season comes, it's always something. 
I, I just I can't with him. Hmm. Hey, and right. it's sad because he's an excellent football player, but he just he need to go sit down somewhere. He need to go to the shop, let them cut that mess off his head, get a good shave, and go sit down somewhere. Because these young boys are, t- are beating him down. Now, he needs to sit his butt down. I'd hate to see him get injured, you know what I mean? But it's time for the young people. Sometimes we need to just move out the way. Well, like, I can't take that from him because he still produces, you know, but it's just that he's not winning. You know, you, it's, it's okay to do whatever you're going to do in the regular season, but when it comes to the postseason, if you're not going to win, if you're not going to be relevant and get into the, to the championship games and the, and the Super Bowl, why are you still all up in the news? And why are we following you like you are the best thing since sliced bread? Um, it's just like the Dallas Cowboys, very nauseating. Why do we continue to talk about people who are irrelevant, who, who are not, you know, in the words of Janet Jackson, what have you done for me lately? Not even lately. What have you done in the last five, six, seven, ten years? So, um <laughs> Ladies, I think this is the first time we have been all in agreement. Because I said the exact same thing. I wish he would just go sit down. So we are all in agreement. I think that might be a first. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, eh, Lou? Because I would. Yeah, exactly. Go sit down with the quickness. Okay. Matter of fact, uh, go play, um, what was that, musical chair. So somebody can pull the chair out from under you. And then you can sit down on the floor. All right, y'all. But tell me, play, play along with us now. Play the, uh, the, the fill in the blank, blank game. All right, ladies, next question. And this one kind of goes to what we were talking about a little bit earlier with the coaching carousel. So the Denver Broncos, they, um, they picked their man, Sean Payton. So the question, Sean Payton, Coach Sean Payton, the, oh, I'm sorry, let me start over. The combination of Coach Sean Payton and quarterback Russell Wilson will be what in Denver? Again, the combination of Coach Sean Payton and quarterback Russell Wilson will be what in Denver? Janelle, you answer that one first. Interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that Sean Payton can do something with Russell because I don't know what's going on with him. Um, from that last season that he was with um, with Seattle through this whole past season that we just watched him, he just not he's just not the Russell Wilson that we're used to seeing. So I'm hoping that whatever's going on with him mentally, he can shake it off and Sean Payton will be able to do something with him. Right, all right. Okay, hey Lou, I'm I'm tossing it over to you. The combination of coach Sean Payton and quarterback Russell Wilson will be what in Denver? Productive is what I'm speaking because that would be nice that it would be productive since the guy is a great coach. If Russell would listen and do what he needs to do and that whatever's going on in his head or with his personal life, he needs to put that aside when he get on that field. Because uh, one thing you can say about Brady, Brady was struggling there for a minute, but eventually he had to get that girl out of his head and start winning some things. But um, I just, I just hope it's productive because being Denver, they have a good team. They just need to work on defense, and they need a, the quarterback to step it up to if we can see a, a piece of Russell, at least 78 to 80% of Russell when he was with the Seahawks. That would be nice. Five. I was looking at their record. I think they like five and 12. That's ridiculous. Right. Well, I think combination 
of Coach Sean Payton and quarterback Russell Wilson will be short-lived. I think it's going to be a short tenure in Denver. And I know they paid Russell Wilson at the beginning of this year. What was it? Five-year extension, I believe. But we know how those extensions can go. And I believe that old Russell Wilson will be parting ways before Sean Payton. I don't see this being a good fit. I just don't see. I think that um, Pete Carroll covered over a lot for Russell Wilson when he was in in Seattle. I don't know if he pacified him. I don't know if he just, um, you know, if he accommodated him. But you just don't overnight gain these types of attributes that we're seeing in Denver from Russell Wilson. So I think there was a lot of glossing over, a lot of things swept, swept under the rug. And I'm not sure Sean Payton is that dude that's going to just go along to get along. Um, so I think it's going to be short-lived. Any thoughts on that, ladies? Possible. You could be right. But you've got to be if he's going to hold, hold Russell accountable, then that might uh, might uh, mess, uh, irritate his flesh, and so he might want to get upset or whatever. But, you know, somebody needs to talk to him and sit him down and, you know, let him know because he's the second-paid highest quarterback. And now the, the top two quarterbacks, they didn't even make it. You know what I mean? The top two paid QBs. So uh, I just think that um, they need to, uh, you know, he needs to start listening. If something's going on with him. If he's willing to go back and go ahead, you know, go ahead. The thing about it is, if 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 he can get his head in the game, if he actually is willing to be coached, that's the thing. You can have a phenomenal coach, but if you have a, a player that is on their own thing and not willing to actually be coached or willing to listen, um, willing to learn, willing to do something different than what they have been doing, it's not going to make any difference. It really isn't. That's why I said he needs to shake whatever this is off of him that he has a, that has a hold of him, clear his mind, and actually let this man coach him. Because Sean Payton, as much as I hate, to say it as much as as much grief as he you know gave us when he was with the Saints, the, the man is an excellent coach. You know, it, so if if Sean has some things that you know that that he has in mind and he wants to you know put some pieces in play, getting you know maybe getting him a new quarterback coach or doing something, he needs to do something with with Russell because Russell's talent is too much for him to just fall to the wayside like that. Yeah, and this will this will be the test. We will see if Russell's talent is still there, which I think it is too. But I just thought about something. Um, I think I should put that little caveat in there. If Russell is not willing to change, because what could have happened in Denver was there was a lack of respect for Hackett, for Nathaniel Hackett, the coach at the time. And we know that Sean Payton is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And right, you know Russell is you know used to being in you know playing in well into to, to, to January. So it could be a different just mindset for Russell with Sean Payton coming in. And hopefully that's the case. And he looks at, you know, um, Sean Payton in a different light than he did with uh, Nathaniel Hackett. But only time will tell. We'll see. We'll see. what. Uh, but one thing I do know, Sean Payton is going to keep it real. And I believe we'll know, especially heading into uh, OTAs and, tra- and training camp, if this is going to be a good marriage or not. 
So I'm excited to see it, though. I'm, I'm excited. And I'm just glad they're in the AFC. I ain't got to worry about it. All right, next question. Fill in the blank. Who will have the bigger impact on Sunday, the Chiefs' offense or the Eagles' defense? Ooh. I ask the question again. Who will have the bigger impact on Sunday? The Chiefs offense or the Eagles defense? And I forgot that quick. Who went first last time? Who went first on the last question? It's my turn. It's your turn, Lou. All right, Lou. You up? I would say the. You didn't even ask this. I I would say the Eagles offense. <laughs> Because I'm just now, saying, I Jay need was, you to fill in the blank that I have. I know, okay, now I know. you. I, I, Janelle, no, I, Janelle, no, I she's back. I, I, I know, know it. I know I'm it. Rebellious to the core. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll say the Eagles defense. Okay, okay, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna add on there that the Chiefs offense is gonna be bad because I think Jalen Hurst is gonna pull some 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 tricks out of his bag. And I was looking, T.J., why are we talking here? He's a 35th paid quarterback. He's only making $1 million a year. Oh, $1 million. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on a rookie deal. Oh, yeah. Well, are they going to give him a, a, a good deal? Because it, 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 when they win the Super Bowl, come on now, yeah, they got to upgrade. Well, you know, it's four years. So you have to you have to play out your rookie contract, and then that's when extensions come in. So he, don't worry, he'll get paid, especially if he bring home this Lombardi this year. But um, but yeah, that's I mean you know that's standard. I think Nick Bosa isn't even making um a million five. I know he's making less than two. So yeah, anytime you're on your rookie deal, you're not making any money. That's why oh. people hold out when it comes time to those contract negotiations, i.e. Uh, Debo Samuel. And, and the other boy, uh, what's his name? You know him. Dark skin. I'm looking for his salary. Hey, Lou, I'm going to need you to be a little bit more. Uh, there's a lot of dark skin brothers in the league. <laughs> you know the one that got injured and he kind of set out. Uh, girl, you know the boy. Y'all help me. Lamar you Jackson. You know him. <laughs> What'd you say? Lamar uh, Jackson. Name? Lamar yeah. Jackson. There you go. <laughs> That's where I was looking. That's him, Lamar. I don't even see him on here. He ain't even. Yeah, that's you know that's that's because he's been negotiated. You know, this is going into his what second year, second year, second full year of negotiations. So, and you know one thing about Lamar, he might be trying to hold out to see what these quarterbacks are getting. You know, coming up off of these rookie contracts. You know, because as soon as he makes his deal, it's not like it could be renegotiated. You know what? That might be what Lamar is doing. What you think, Janelle? Is he waiting for this for this round of um this round of rookies to to get paid? Oh, I just thought about that. Honestly, I don't know, but I I I, I truly, truly, truly wish the Ravens would pay that boy because he has proven himself. He he really has. He has proven himself. Yeah, but I don't know now. Part you know what's the word? You know the word um. I mean, I'm trying to think of a saying, but uh, par for the core, whatever I'm trying to say, if Jalen wins this Super Bowl, that's going to put him in a little bit different category. However, you know, for everybody else, Lamar has been more productive than, you know, next man up, especially like if Dak gets an extension. Um, who else? You know, David, I mean, not David Carr, Derek Carr, he might be looking for some money. He hasn't done anything, but, you know, it, you know how it is, that next man up mentality. 
So maybe right. that's part of Lamar's strategy. He's trying to see what these other quarterbacks are going to get before he locks himself in. And, oh, we might have just broke some news, breaking news on LL Sports 2 with no – You are uh, mess. With no sources. Stop it now. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. Well, TJ, uh, Dak is making forty mil, so they, I guess they gave him some. They they settled with him, didn't they? Yeah, they they extended his contract that year after he got hurt when he broke his okay. broke his leg. Yeah, but they might be giving him a um, they might be giving him an extension. I, I don't. We are not talk, we are not talking about the Cowboys until <laughs> April. Okay. <laughs> All right, Janelle, you're up. Who will have the bigger impact on Sunday, the Chiefs' offense or the Eagles' defense? You know, this question is the reason why I love you so much because you always have, you always find a way to just stump me. I, I'm going to be honest and tell you, I don't know. I'm hoping it's going to be the Chiefs' offense. But the Eagles' defense is nothing to play with. Uh, it's, it, this is going to be – this is one of those games that either way you won't be shocked to win. That is so true. They have – you know, they do those FPI index about uh, who they expect to win. They got the Eagles at 50%. That means the Chiefs are at 50% as well. Micah says uh, Chiefs offense, Mahomes will get the ball out quick to avoid the pass rush. Yeah, and, and avoid that high angle spring too, if he knows what's good for him. Um, okay, so Micah says the Chiefs offense. Ooh. <sighs> you know, I'm still pleased. I really hope that boy – I really hope that boy is going to be – I know he's not going to be 100%, but please let him be at a decent playing capacity because if he's not, they're going to tear him to shreds. Yeah, we already saw what happened when Patrick Mahomes had no offensive line when he played that defense against Tampa Bay two years ago. So uh, at least he's he's behind a a decent offensive line this year. But that high ankle sprain is no joke, and that Philly uh, defensive pass rush rush is no joke. So – if he if he has no mobility, his best bet um, is to you know to get that ball out within two seconds flat. Um, or, but I, uh, hmm. I mean, we I know, know he can do I mean, it because he has one of the quickest releases in the league. Between him, Tom Brady, and um, and Aaron, you know. Day. But, yeah, I'd have to give it to Patrick. I'd have to give it to Patrick as the quickest release. I'm with you. I, I couldn't answer the question either. Because just when you say that, you know, Philly's defense, because it is so, you know, high-powered, I mean, that pass, <laughs> that pass rush is no joke. Uh, trust me, I know firsthand. But then when you have a third-string tight end on one of their best pass rushers, I mean, Hassan Ritt, I mean, okay, well, I digress. Um, I think that Andy Reid is going to uh, have better people in place. But, again, Patrick Mahomes. That quick release. Um, I don't know. I, I can't answer the question either. So that's why I was giving you a hard time, hey Lou, for for uh, remixing the question there. Three four seven eight seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Uh, Micah also says Lamar needs to go to Miami with those receivers. He would shine. Ooh, we ladies. 
Lamar Jackson with Tyreek Hill and uh Ooh. what's the other what's the other brother? Um uh mm, what's his name? Tyreek Hill and the other receiver from Miami. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Janelle, help. I see his face just as plain as day. I know, just as plain as day. But it, 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 that would be a nightmare. Oh, my goodness. That would be a nightmare. And they have um, Mostert at running back along with Jeff Wilson. Oh, no. Michael, please. Well, they in the AFC. Go ahead. Go on, Lamar. Go to Miami. <laughs> they in the AFC. I'm good with that. Waddle. That's it. Thank yes. You, yes. Yeah. Oh, Jalen Waddle, yes, that's it. That's the one. Man, that, that would be, be there. But then again, that, that would be at, something to see. Yeah, that would. Oh goodness, I was gonna say that would be up there with the lines with a Joe Burrow, but even Joe Burrow don't have legs like Lamar. But he has that three hunt, three headed monster with um, Jamar Chase, uh, Boyd, and Higgins. Ooh, wait, that. Ooh, that, yes, that would be nice. Very nice. Mm, this is going to be a good off season. All right, ladies, last question of the fill-in-the-blank. If Patrick Mahomes loses two Super Bowls in a row, how, if in any way, will this affect his legacy? Again, if Patrick Mahomes loses two Super Bowls in a row, how, if in any way, will this affect his legacy? Run it back, Janelle. This is on you. It won't. It won't affect his legacy because he's he's still new in the game. He's got many years to go under his belt, and, and that boy does not show any signs of slowing down at all. I don't think that would affect him at all. I honestly don't. All right. Because you Ain't figure oh. you figure Tom Brady was you figure Tom Brady was in the league twenty three years, and he only got seven rings. Uh, I don't. I don't only, think this is gonna affect. Only, it, only did it, it, Lord have mercy. Okay. 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 But you know what I'm saying. I don't mean only like that. But I mean, we know that boy's skill set. He could have had more than seven rings. You know what I mean? That there was there there was a time where I honestly thought for a minute I, I was so sick of dog on New England. I'm like, please, somebody come burn that stadium down. I'm sick of them. Totally agree. It's like you forgot that there was a ten year drought. With New England, right? So it was Ten years exactly. and didn't do anything, and then came back and, and started the you know started the dynasty over. So you're right, you're definitely right about that. I was just joking with you. Um, hey Lou, what do you think? If Patrick Mahomes loses two Super Bowls in a row, how, if any, will this affect his legacy? It won't affect his legacy because he's got time. You know, he has time because he, you know he's young. He's 27. And and, the, and uh, Jalen is 24, but um, you know, he just it, they they just got to know when they come back next year, they got to do whatever it takes. Maybe they need somebody else to pull them over, you know, because they just need that extra push. Wow, ladies, we go from I don't know if we've ever agreed on a, on a whole topic like this. We, we've gone from. Possibly never to two. I'm in total agreement. I think this will affect his legacy in no way. Um, to be in three Super Bowls in his first, well, in four seasons, um, this is his third and what, sixth uh, 
six seasons. Um, I don't think this will be the last we see of Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. It's it's not going to get easy though, uh, you know, especially with the Joe Burrows coming. Um, we'll we'll see what Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills do. They might just be you know, another Peyton Manning, wonderful in the in the regular season, but then can't do nothing in the, in the playoffs. Um, you know, um, can't count out, of course, Baltimore. Um, you definitely can't count out Pittsburgh as long as Mike Tomlin is the coach. Um, so it's not going to get any easier. But I don't believe this is, you know, of course, uh, the last that, that we'll see of a Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So I'm in total agreement. I don't think this will affect his legacy one bit. He'll just be one and two instead of two and one. All right, 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. All right, so before we go uh, go jump to our break, uh, before Lucinda's lyrics, the 2023 NFL honors are tomorrow night. I cannot wait. I am so looking forward to this. Um, I want to start from, uh, let's see, um, AP uh, Coach of the Year, so the Candidates for Coach of the Year, Giants, uh, Brian Daybowl, um, Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, Jaguars, Doug Peterson, um, Eagles, Nick Sirianni, and my 49ers, um, Kyle Shanahan. Um, they are – any thoughts on who might take that one, ladies? Again, uh, Giants, Bills, Jaguars, 49ers, and Eagles head coaches. Any thoughts on that? Um. You know what? It's a the five of them. It's a good. It's a good toss up. It, it's it's definitely it can it can definitely be uh, said for each, the reason each one of them could win it. So I honestly don't know, but I know that um, I, I wouldn't be mad. I definitely wouldn't be mad at Shanahan because you know how much I love him. But um, or McDermott, he he did a he did his thing with his team this year. So I, honestly, I don't know. Any thoughts with you, Angel? You're on mute. Sorry. Probably Sirion is at the Eagles cold. You know okay. who? Yes. I found this on the web for okay. Sirion. Is that his name? You hear that? Uh, I think that if they were. No, that's why she was on No, 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 no. She just started talking to me. That gal does what she want to do. But, no, I was looking up the coach because I don't know these coaches like that, to be honest with you. That I didn't realize that uh, the one Janelle was talking about, that was her coach. So I had to look it up. You know, I'm, I'm all about educating myself. I'm an educator, okay? No, but, Shanahan, uh, that's my yeah. coach, 49ers. Shanahan, that used to be her yeah, offensive coordinator. Yeah, but he was my coach first. That was my offensive yeah. coordinator, coordinator before y'all stole him. He, okay, all right. So, he, anyway, so uh, I, you, you can't I kidnap anybody that run away. Go ahead, Alou. I'm sorry. Keep, okay. you know, well, keep it up, on. PJ. Just keep on fussing. Keep on fussing. Keep on. I would say that the person that wins the Super Bowl, that should be the coach. That's what I feel. I disagree. I disagree. I think it should be the person who's made the greatest impact with the with the um with the the things that they had to deal with and get over with their teams. I think that, that the person who actually um, ha, has has done the most with their team, I don't think it should be the person that could, that win, the coach that wins the, the Super Bowl. 
Well, it, it would be the Giant, the Giant coach or the Jaguars coach then. As you know, nobody thought they was going to do what they did. You know what I mean? Right. And I, don't, I think it's going to be a toss-up between those two, the Giants and the Jaguars. Now, as far as, yeah. as Shanahan, what he was able to do going through a whole roster of quarterbacks, uh-huh. he, gets, you know, he, he definitely gets a, a, a consideration. Because I don't know too many coaches who would have had a 13-3 and record going to the NFC Championship under those circumstances. But, again, with what the Giants were able to pull off and the Jaguars, nobody expected them to be as relevant as they were. So I'd be okay. Right. I'd be okay with either one of those three. Yeah, so it, it says Janelle broke it down like that and said that it should be one the team that it, the most improved team, then it would be either one of those. The 49ers, they usually be steady. You know what I mean? They're steady. Yeah, but we other went through four quarterbacks, though. Ain't though. That's right. Yeah. That, that is saying something. For you to be able to have your team lose the, their starting quarterback and then you lose the second-string quarterback and then the third string to get you all the way to the playoffs, Shanahan was doing something. I don't care what nobody says. That boy's skills is ridiculous. Yes, he could be considered because they didn't they didn't make it to the Super Bowl, so you know, so that that would rule out rule the Eagles coach out. But yeah, that that is something to get to that point. I mean, any of those, it would have to be between those three. The Eagles, not the Eagles. It would be uh, the the Forty Niners, X Atlanta, Falcons, um, and then the, either the Giants or the Jags. Okay. PJ, so you know what? What what I'm actually looking forward to seeing who wins is the comeback player of the year. Because the three that's where they I was got, going. That's where I was girl, going. Saquon Barkley, girl. Christian McCaffrey, and Geno Smith. I don't know who they're going to pick because all three of those. I, this needs to be a, a three-way tie, honestly. I don't it know does. how you pick from that. I really don't. I, I'm being totally honest. I, I don't know how you're going to pick from that because all three of them had phenomenal seasons this year. Phenomenal. Yes. I, I don't know how they're going to pick. That I agree with you 100%. There is no way, you know, no way, it's especially, um, and I can't even, just to just to talk about Barkley, the, the way that he came back after all the injuries that he's had, and then for Geno Smith to be completely counted out and to do what he did with that team, and then when, when the Panthers let go of McCaffrey and he literally came to the 49ers and cut up. That that's what I'm looking forward to. I want to see who they're gonna give it to because you yeah. can't be mad at at whoever gets it. Exactly, exactly. This is one of those years where it's just like it's really unfair. I hate somebody has to lose this award. I really do, because they all three are deserving. All three of them. Um, let's see. There's another one I want to get to here. Um, offensive. Uh, well, offensive player of the year. Well, that one. Well, let's go to the defensive player of the year. Um, Nick Bosa of the 49ers, Chris Jones of the Chiefs, and Micah Parsons of the Cowboys. If Nick Bosa doesn't win, I think it's going to be rigged because Nick Bosa was the best defensive player this year. I'm just going to say that. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I agree 100%. You didn't think that Purdy, Purdy should win it for offensive rookie? You think Kenneth Walker or Garrett Wilson was better? Well, Offensive Rookie of the Year, I was actually surprised Brock Purdy made it in there with only nine games, so that speaks volumes. 
Mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker and, and Garrett, they played a whole season. So I don't know. That that makes me kind of hopeful. But then Brock, I don't know if Brock's going to be able to make it to the, to the award show. But I was very happy to see his name amongst the running. I really was. Yeah, I really was. But the main, the main event, MVP, Josh Allen, Bill, Joe Burrow, Bagel, Jalen Hurts, Eagles, Justin Jefferson, Vikings, and Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs. And remember, usually, if the quarterback who wins MVP is in the Super Bowl, they yep, lose. they lose the game. Yep. They lose the game. Now, the one thing that I'm proud to see is that they have someone other than a quarterback finally in the field. I you know, honestly, couldn't got no one where they ain't gonna win. No, they just threw that in there. For I me know, but he de- I I know it, but he deserves it because Justin Jefferson, even during a Pro Bowl, he was quiet for a minute. But when he got a chance to show out, he did. Uh, it's just he. I, I think this boy deserves to be in that list. He does. He does. He does, but I think they just threw it in there for ad lib. But he does deserve it, though. He he really does. You say for ad lib. <laughs> Girl, you need to stop. <laughs> so yeah, if, if the person that wins the Super Bowl, will they be the MVP or no? No, uh, there's a Super Bowl MVP as well. This is for just for the regular season, the NFL okay, you know, 2022 yeah. season. Yeah, but – as history shows, if the super if the quarterback is in the Super Bowl, wins the MVP, it's a wrap. Yep. So I don't know who I'm going for. I I, I hope Patrick Mahomes or or Jalen Hurts. I don't know. I'm just I'm hating. I'm hating. Okay, I'm hitting it. Go ahead. So TJ, if one of them win because they're in the Super Bowl, then they will win this and as well, or not. Mm, say the, ask the question again. If one of them win the Super Bowl, will they? I know they will get the Super Bowl M- MVP, but you're saying they are not eligible for this one. Or what do you mean? It's a wrap? No, no, no. no. It has nothing to do with eligibility. Shows, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, me. history shows that every single time an MVP um, wins this particular MVP award, if that particular quarterback is in the Super Bowl, they always lose the game. That, that it, Time and time again it shows. Because the year that um, Matt, Ryan Matt Ryan won the MVP, yep, the year that Matt Ryan won the MVP was the year that they lost the Super Bowl. That's happened to so many quarterbacks. You, It happens every single time. Anytime a quarterback wins the MVP, um, from the NFL honors, they always lose the Super Bowl. Gotcha. Wasn't it Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow won MVP? Yep. You lost to the Rams? Yep. I think that happened to Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that was a year when he played uh, Steelers. Yep. Um, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's can't, can't say it's a conspiracy when it when it's true. But, um, but yeah, so if Jalen Hurts, so that's why I'm going to pick a team today. But uh, after Thursday, then I'll really pick my team. Okay, uh, 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. You on ain't LA right. <laughs> you are ah, not right. I'm so serious, though. All right, 
So we are going to go ahead and put a pin in it real quick so that we can jump to our break. And then on the other side of the pillow, shout out to Stuart Scott, we will, it will be time, it will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, Lucinda's lyrics will be up right after the break. But right now, it is roll call time. Janelle, are you with me? Yes, ma'am, I'm in the house. Hey, Lou. What say you? Two, two, I'm here. In the house, full effect. It is the Gleason threesome in the house, the triple threat, Janelle, Aunt Lou, and TJ. We'll be right back after the break. What we're going to do now is go back. Keep playing. 
it's no secret. Ladies love sports, too, with PJ. Oh, yes, they do. A little Jeanne for you. 30 years old. Can you believe it? Yes. But you know what? You know what else I can't believe? I can't believe that the show is just moving so quickly. But guess what? The clock on the wall tells us that it is time. It is time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, it is. It is time for Lucinda's lyrics. So, Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Good evening, LL Sports 2. I have some interesting facts for you. We're in Black History Month with Super Bowl 57 this week, and both teams had a 14-3 winning streak. This is the first time we've had two black quarterbacks to compete in the Super Bowl. I'm so excited for these young souls. Jalen Hurst, QB for the Eagles, is 24 years old. He played his first three seasons of college football at Alabama, I'm told. He was selected by the Eagles in the second round of 2020 NFL Draft, starting as quarterback near the end of his rookie season, developing his craft. He has a younger brother and sister and supported parents. He's also dating a queen named Brianna Burroughs with a beautiful appearance. Patrick Mahomes, QB for the Chiefs, is 27 years old and a son of a former MLB pitcher, I'm told. He's married to a longtime girlfriend from high school, dating for 10 years, and her name is Brittany Matthews. They have a one-year-old daughter named Sterling Skye, and now they are expecting a boy. Oh, my. He was drafted by KC as 10th overall first-round pick in 2017. And this man has been breaking records and living his dream. I'm so proud of both of you men, knowing that only one of you will win the Super Bowl. However, you are both winners because at one time you were lost and sinners. Now you all have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and God has given you so much favor. I pray that you will continue to witness to others as God uses both of you to bring into his kingdom more sisters and brothers. That was awesome, Aunt Lou. Absolutely awesome. Thank you, darling. Yes. Uh, now, do, do they do they speak on their um, on their spirituality? Yeah, I read. Oh, I read okay. up this. Yeah, Javen said that he he trusts God in everything he does. Patrick Mahomes in high school, he was witnessing everybody, and they said he was uh, going around being like a preacher boy. Yeah, I, I did some research. Um, Miss Lucinda. That is awesome. Yes. I I don't know if you knew, but Patrick Mahomes, um, had they had their baby on Monday. He was seven pounds and eight ounces. Okay, I didn't get that. But I know they was having a boy. Seven pounds, do you know his name? Um, yeah, his name is uh Patrick LeVon Mahomes and they call him Bronx. <clears throat> Calling him what? 
bronze as in gold, bronze. silver, bronze. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, well, I didn't put that in there. Bronze was born to Patrick and Brittany. Oh. They calling him what? Bronze. You know, because their daughter's name is Sterling. It's a it's a, a whole story behind it. I think it's something his brother that. came up with. Yeah. Oh, read up on it, TJ. They got some interesting stuff. Sterling Sky is her name. Sterling. And uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I just went into their personal bio and read and did some research. Well, I guess when they have the third child, he gonna be copper. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Okay. <laughs> you don't ever want to put no act right on ever. You are terrible. <laughs> okay, real quick, we're gonna get through this football. Um, shout out to the NFL. They uh, named Demar Hamlin. Um, he received the NFLPA's Allen Page Community Service Award. It recognizes community service um, in the player's team, city, uh, or hometown. So, shout out to the NFL for that. All right, uh, let's see here, real quick, some NFL news and notes. Um, the Vikings they are set to hire Brian Flores as the new defensive coordinator. Um, just spoke about this. Uh, the 49ers, they hired Steve Wilkes as their new defensive coordinator. Also, uh, news on Brock Purdy. He will be having elbow surgery later this month. It's set for February 22nd. Um, but they are saying that he will be or is expected to be uh, to make a full recovery and be ready for training camp. Um, the Saints, they actually invited quarterback Derek Carr for a visit today. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And on NFL news, wide receiver A.J. Green, he announced his retirement from the NFL after 12 seasons. He played with the Bengals and the Cardinals, voted to uh, the Pro Bowl each of his first seven years, um, and he had 61,000-yard seasons during his 11-year career. So shout-out to A.J. Green. Man, if injuries would not have derailed his career, whoo, that was a bad boy back in the day. All right, ladies. Um, well, we'll talk about the big game here in a little bit. Let's go ahead and get to some basketball news because I definitely want to talk about this. Shout out to him. Let's go ahead. Uh, give it up. Man, is, is there a record he's not going to break? I don't know. But LeBron James um, broke the um, all-time scoring um, record last night for those who thought that he was going to wait um, to do it on a bigger stage. I don't know what type of uh, competitive athlete does that, but I mean, I, I don't know. I thought it was odd, but but yeah, he did break it last night. Um, he broke it with 10 seconds, 10.9 seconds left in the third quarter to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. He entered the game needing 36 points. He left the game um, gaining 38. Um, so now he now has 38,390 points. That is now three more than uh, Abdul-Jabbar at 38.387. He is now the seventh player to hold the all-time scoring record since the end of the 46-47 season. Um, Jabbar held the, the record for as many as 19 years. Um, the record has stood since April 5, 1984. So that was when Kareem um, uh, got the, the record there. Um, both players, of course, played for the Los Angeles Lakers. And now the top five in scoring, uh, LeBron James sits atop it 
38,390. Kareem, 38,387. Coming in third, Carl Malone, 36,928. Kobe Bryant, 33,643. And rounding out the top five, Michael Jordan at 32,292 points. Ladies, with this additional record broken, um, another record on LeBron's belt, along with his other accolades. Is LeBron James the GOAT? Hey, Lou, we'll have you answer that first. That might be a sheep. Yes, he's a GOAT. <laughs> I think he's a GOAT. The boy's bad in his own, uh, what is it? He's bad. You know, he go to any team and he going to win the championship wherever he goes because he's just a winner. He's a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Not the chicken dinner. I thought it would be a goat, goat curry. Curry goat. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> Janelle, LeBron James, is he now the goat? Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you say goat, goat compared to what? To the goat. No. This is this is a battle that I don't get into because they played in different eras. If you were if you were to um, if you were to put put it into perspective as a, as as it should be. Um, a, a, a generational situation because they they not only did they play in two different eras they played two different type balls they played two different positions they're two completely different type players I, I mean you can't you can't compare that's apples and oranges so I don't get into that battle um, we all know that in the era that Michael Jordan played he was the greatest in that era. And in this era, yes, he uh, LeBron James is the greatest in this era. But to say of all time, I don't get into that battle. I, I just don't. And, you know, I, I understand that. I, I respect that, um, especially, you know, the way that you broke it down into the different categories. Um, well, I'm going to fall on this one. And, no, LeBron James is not the GOAT. Is he on the Mount Rushmore of basketball apps? Absolutely. Now, I didn't, I wasn't around or, you know, to be uh, comprehending what was going on in the 70s with um, Kareem and Bill Russell, well, Bill Russell in the 60s, um, you know, uh, Dr. J, um, Oscar Robertson, you know, all of those, Wilt Chamberlain, you know, I'm not even going to pretend to know what happened back in black and white. But when you talk about the GOAT, the greatest. Of all time. I don't know what sound a goat makes, but ain't Lou, that was a sheep. But in my head, I'm saying what a goat says. The goat is number 12. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and see, it, here, here's the thing. The reason why I have a problem with that, um, Bill Russell did far more than what Michael Jordan did for far many more years than what he did and dominated in a time where he had to deal with things that Michael Jordan didn't have to deal with. So I, I, if we're talking of all time, I still don't give it to Jordan. Uh, like I said, of his era, you, there is nobody that was better than him. But 
to say that he's the greatest of all time, I'll never give it to him. I'll, if I if I have to choose, I'll always give it to Bill Russell over Michael Jordan. Hmm. You know what? And that's I respect that because oh, – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Angel. That's my cousin. Oh, right, Bill Russell. Um, and I totally agree with you with that, Janelle, because Bill Russell – paved the way. I mean, there would be no Michael Jordan. There would be no LeBron. There would be no Kobe. Had there been no Bill Russell's, Will Chamberlain's, um, you know, they, the era and what they went through, um, just the everyday living of what they had to deal with to get on the basketball court. Um, right. It cannot be compared. It cannot be compared. But when I think about how Michael just globalized the sport, I mean, even back in in the you know in magic and and um um uh, the the doctor um bird you know they they had their converse you know they they had their their style and and their flair and the excitement and the box office that they brought to the game but michael jordan revolutionized the sport he took basketball to a level that I don't think nobody thought when you think when you think back how bad basketball like basketball wasn't even basketball was on tape delay. That's how bad basketball was. Um until you get to, you know to the George I mean to the um Magics and, and Birds and, and all of that. But Michael revolutionized the sport. I wanna be, I wanna be, I wanna be like Mike. George, uh Jack, uh Magic didn't have it. Bird didn't have it. Um the man went to six titles and won six, never going to a game seven. The people had to come to Mike. Mike didn't travel. Mike didn't go and hop from team to team, city to city. Um, they had the Jordan rules. I, the man had to, I mean, it, they beat him up so bad that he had to go and, and just have a whole off season. Where him and the and the trainer, they just literally had to be in the training room all all off season, so that the man could put some meat on his bones, so that he could go up against the Pistons, go up against the Knicks. Um, I I, I get what you're saying with Bill Russell, and and if you're talking championships, there you know there is no Bill Russell was a player coach. I mean, again, what he had to go through. But to me, MJ, uh, and and to me, there's there's just no. There's no, um, and, and maybe I'm just biased. Um, I'll listen to what people have to say, but I'm not going to take it into consideration. Don't know if that's really a conversation, is it? <laughs> I don't know. How many championships has LeBron's won, TJ? What, four? Oh, okay, so five? well. No, so four. Is it four or five, Janelle? He won how many with Miami? Two? He's he's won four. He's got one yes. with Cleveland, two with Miami, and one in Los Angeles. Okay, so yeah, you know he's four, not he's been about life. twelve of them, you know, and lost the majority. I'm just kidding, yes. but he's been uh, more than he lost. I, I I'll take that back. He's not the goat. I mean, Michael the the title basically say that Tom Brady won seven. I can't stand them, but you got to give it to him. Uh, so yeah, Michael won six. You got to give it to him. I mean, there's even, you know, there's the, the debate with, with football, even with Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yes, overall has seven. Joe only has four, but Joe is undefeated. 
when it comes to Super Bowls. Um, Joe has the highest quarterback percentage in Super Bowl history. Um, he won by the biggest margins in Super Bowl history. Um, so a lot of people don't think that Tom Brady is the GOAT of football. They they really believe that, that Joe Montana is. Um, now, that's the, the sport I'm not going to follow on, um, honestly, because I, I wasn't following football back um, to follow on that sport. But MJ, I just, uh, I mean, the man literally got clotheslined when he would go to try to score a, a layup. LeBron didn't ever have to go through that. Never. LeBron just run people over. So it's just a totally different. I like to say it's a totally different era, totally different rules. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm going I'm gonna follow on that sword for MJ though. But I totally understand, and I, I totally respect your decision. I think that, and that's why I love this show, because when we don't see eye to eye, both of us, um, you know, we stand on 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 what we believe in, and that's all you can do. That's what makes the world go round, though. Yeah, and Everybody we always agrees. agree that we we always agree to disagree, and we still love each other. It doesn't make a difference. It's just, you know, that's what makes the world go round. Everybody has their own different opinions, and the the key is to respect it. Exactly. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies. Hit us up on the timeline. What do you think? Does this make LeBron the goat now? You know, all time scoring leader. Um, he only played for 37 years. I mean, you know, uh, you played all them years coming right out of high school. I think you're bound to break a lot of records. But um, uh, uh, my mom said it uh, played 82 games. <clears throat> Didn't sit out. Didn't sit out like this load management. None of that. None of that back in the day. But uh, one thing I do, I think we will agree on. <clears throat> uh, the Dallas Mavericks, they have now jumped into the Kyrie Irving's um, Ring Around the Rosie. Um, my favorite ride back in Kansas City, uh, the Orient Express. It's a roller coaster ride. Uh, the Mavericks have jumped on this roller coaster ride, y'all. Kyrie Irving, gone from the Brooklyn Nets, and now moved to the to the Dallas Mavericks. I told you he was leaving. I don't know which one is is more um, puzzling. The fact that the Mavericks took him or what Kyrie Irving had to say the first time he went to the podium to speak as a Dallas Maverick. Please allow me to regurgitate what this man said. First, this is after his first practice. I quote, I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated and not just tolerated or just kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. There were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected in my talent. I work extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic, though. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor, so I just wanted to change that narrative, write my own story, and just continue preparing in the gym. And now that I'm in Dallas, just focus on what I can control. Oh, I'm not done. I'm not done, y'all. Quote, I'm not the person to really speak on names and go to someone behind their back and try to leak stuff to the media. That's never been me. Now, I've been an audience member watching people say things about me that ultimately just fall off my shoulder. I'm really in a place that I'm grateful that I got to grow into over the last year and a half, two years. Spending time away from the basketball court gave me time to really appreciate life in a new way. And I just know I need healthy boundaries, especially in this entertainment business. 
There's a lot of disrespect that goes on with people's families, with their names, and I'm just not worth it. So it's nothing personal against any of those guys against the front office. He's speaking of the Brooklyn Nets front office. He goes on to say, it's just what I'm willing to accept, and I took a chance. Luckily and fortunately, the Dallas Mavericks picked me up. Oh, but he's not done. I quote, I don't want to go into too many details because it's water under the bridge now. I wish them well. I left them in fourth place. Talking about the Brooklyn Nets. I left them in fourth place. I did what I was supposed to do, took care of my teammates, was incredibly selfless in my approach to leading, and I just want to do all the right things for myself, not to appease anybody that had something negative to say about me or judge me. This basketball game, just, it's fun, and I want to keep it that way, end quote. The boy felt like he was disrespected, and he just wants to go somewhere where he feels respected. He left the Nets in fourth place. That's what he was supposed to do, leave him in fourth place with all that talent. And then, well, he didn't have play. What are you talking about? He did everything he could do. He wasn't half on the field. Wasn't he hurt most of the time or striking or biking or striking, biking? No, he wasn't hurt. Remember, he, he chose to sit out because he didn't want to take the vaccine. That was his choice. Nothing against that. I have no problem with people who don't want to take the vaccine. But you're not going to sit up there and say that, you know, you did everything that you were supposed to do when you chose not to play. After telling people, asking people to, um, you know, play with you, come, let's, you know, join forces so that we can win this championship. But then you decide, you know, that you only want to play half the season. I, I don't know. Janelle, any, any comments on, on Kyrie? I'm done. Yeah, I'm done too. Uh, um, he is yet another person that drives me crazy because it, it, it don't matter what he's doing or not doing. It's always got to be about the attention being on him. Ain't nothing ever his fault. I, I just, I, I, I be so over some of these people. I just want them to do do their job and just go sit down somewhere. I just now the thing that ticked me off was because and this is yet another person and now I don't ever want you to think that I don't have respect for LeBron James or I don't think that he's talented Um, my god this boy's been in the league for as long as he has and has never been in trouble he's never you know done anything disrespectful to anybody he's never you know what i'm saying and that's on and off the court okay so i i'm not saying that but he's another one that's always got to be the center of attention so when um Kyrie got traded um the first thing lebron does is post well it must be me because come to find out the uh, Lakers were actually trying to trying to get uh, through a deal so that they could get caught. Yeah, so that they could get him. But they, for whatever everybody reason, everybody knew the Brooklyn Nets were going to trade. They're not going to trade him to where he wants to go. Everybody knew that. Nobody, Brooklyn Nets would have never traded him to the Lakers. Now, whether or not he stays in Dallas, now with what they do with him, but Brooklyn was never going to trade him anywhere in L.A. Clippers or the Lakers. I don't know, but I, I hope that 
I hope that he can stop team hopping and actually land in a home where he can be utilized for the talent that he is and stop making everything about his off-court antics. I just, it drives me crazy. We don't, I don't want you, I don't care about what's going on with all that other stuff. I just want to see you play ball. That's what you get paid for. Yeah, uh, it, we'll see how long this lasts. I, I'm not putting to I'd be surprised if he stays the whole season. I don't know. I don't see how Dallas is going to be able to put up with I don't think him and Luke are really going to jail. Um, they say that it's going to be kind of like a matchup like it was with LeBron and Kyrie um, distributing the ball. Kyrie can, you know, get the ball to Luka. Uh, but Luka's used to having the ball Dude, in his Luka's hand. Dude, Luka's a beast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Luka's a beast all his own. He don't – that ain't – that's not going to work. I just hope I hope he doesn't stifle stifle uh, Luca's performance because you know if they in, in strife and stuff that can hinder you from performing the way you should. If there's strife off on the court and uh, well behind the scenes and then you get on the court, you, you're not going to perform like you should. I just hope that that doesn't happen. You know, I pray for unity. I think Mark Cuban he'll he'll see the writing on the wall, and when he sees the writing on the wall, uh, I I think he'll he'll be quick to to, to pull the trigger. Um, but oh man, the time just got away from us. A minute ago it was nine thirty eight. Now it's forty eight. Nine forty eight. So come on, ladies, we got this for the last time. Last. Don't turn it Don't don't depress me. Uh, no, I'm depressed. This is it. This is it. But this is it, y'all. This is time for the big game. It's going to be the number one defense going up against the number one offense of the regular season. Third Super Bowl appearance for KC. Um, Philly seeking to be the first um, to lead in the NFL in rushing touchdowns and win the Super Bowl since 1998. There's nine players remaining from the 2013 <coughs> Super Bowl team for the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly, um, like I said, Philly is uh, 50%. Uh, they're saying that Philly, Philly has a 50% chance to win this Super Bowl. So, ladies, who do you have? Terry, she is going fly. Eagles fly. So am I. Fly, Eagles, fly. Up, up to the sky. Well, I won't be sad. It, well, I, I'm not going to tell that lie because I really don't want the Eagles to win anyway. But I won't be shocked if either, whichever team wins. But I'm going with the Chiefs. I don't care. I hope that Tina. there is a – I don't want anything like catastrophe, you know, c- c- catastrophic. But what's something that could happen and they have to close down the whole stadium – and everybody have to exit, and they can't. Well, Rihanna can perform, but other than that, if they cancel the game, I'd be okay. Since that's not going to happen, I'm just so out of control. So basically, what you're saying is, if 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 we have one of those situations like what happened when Beyonce performed, and all the electricity go out there, you'll be fine with that. The devil didn't. The devil went down to Texas, and exactly, he's gonna go down you know to, what? to Arizona. And uh, no, no man. Turn out the light. Oh, that's what I meant. Teddy no. Pettigrass. Turn out the light. Light a candle. No, no ma'am. 
No, ma'am, knock it off. Knock it off. Because with the Eagles, she has a big. I'm going to go with the Eagles just so that Jalen, you know, I, I do appreciate, you know, this is the first year we have the two black quarterbacks. Hopefully, you know, every time two black people do something in a, in a Super Bowl, it won't be, uh, you know, national history. But um, I'm going to pull They won't Jaylen. be stalking each other in the face and going up punching somebody, right? Remember, <laughs> Will Smith, Will Smith. Hey, look, you crazy. Um, yeah, so I'm pulling for Jalen, I guess. I don't know. I really, I don't care. It's going to take everything in me to watch this game. But that's a wrap, y'all. That's that's it. I'm going with the Eagles. So everybody going with the Eagles except for Janelle. But I put it, I'm put it. i putting this disclaimer out here. After tomorrow, if Jalen wins the MVP, I'm going with the Chiefs. So I'm just trying to win. I ain't won not one game, I don't think, in this uh, playoffs. Yeah. I, I haven't <laughs> <laughs> All about winning for Tija. It's all about winning. All right, ladies, it's time for our shout-outs. Janelle, you're up. Um, ladies, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Um, Miss Terry, was you were missed tonight. Um, TJ um, and Miss Lucinda, I love you guys so much. Um, TJ, uh, I promise, you are... You are like a... Um, uh, a a shining light when you don't expect it. You you truly are one of the greatest gifts that I have ever received in my life, and I I love you so much. I truly appreciate you. And please give your mama a hug for me. Hey, Miss Denise. I definitely will. I think Janelle just calling me crazy to my face. I love you, Janelle. I love you. I accept it. I take it. I breathe it in. Hey, Lou, you up? Quita. Uh, I just want to say, Miss um, Terry, I missed you tonight. I uh, hope all is well. I need you to go back and listen to the show because I want you ready for next week. Uh, I'm doing TJ's job. Now, look, I done pulled her out like that. Janelle, um, I am not going back. You are not taking me back. You hear me? I'm not. I love you, and I thank God for you, your wisdom, and, and understanding. You and TJ just gel like uh, peanut butter and jelly. And I'm the bread. Um, TJ, I love you so much. <laughs> I love you so much, TJ. Just, yeah, we're going to let you vent. But, you know, after this Super Bowl is over, you're going to have to suck it up and, and, and be tough now. You hear me? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't whine enough. You didn't cry. You didn't just, now all of a sudden she don't want to see the Super Bowl just because her team was not in. You know better than that. Okay, but I'm going to give you your time to, to grieve, okay? Uh, I just want to tell you that I love you, and I think I wish uh, uh, Portia a happy birthday last week, uh, but her birthday will be the 13th, and Cassandra will be the 11th of February, so she'll be 59. So I want to give a shout-out to my two nieces, your two cousins. Happy birthday, girls. And that's it, TJ. You keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing is is, is correct and great and awesome. And I love you right back. I'll straighten up and fly right next next week. I I will. All right. I love you, ladies. <laughs> love you right back. All right. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. All right. So we have what Wednesday Wikipedia. What happened in the world of sports on February the eighth? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 1984. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar broke Wilt Chamberlain's record of 12,681 goals. He scored 15,836 goals before retiring in 1989. All right. Uh, Let's see. So shout out to everybody who tuned in tonight. As I always say, share the show, share the show. And make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about your girls on Wednesday night. I mentioned two, the two songs that I played tonight, um, Human Nature, the remix by SWV and Jaune's, um uh, Hey, Mr. DJ. A couple more songs that turned 30 this year. That's the way love goes, Janet Jackson. Don't Walk Away by Jade. Uh, Just Kicking, Escape, and Can We Talk, Tevin Campbell. Those are some jams. So happy birthday to those songs. All right. Happy birthday also to Gary Coleman. He would have celebrated a birthday today. We lost him in 2010. Wow. Seth Green, uh, Julio Jones turns 34, and Clay Thompson turns 33. All right. Shout out to Marlon. Shout out to Rombo of Rombo Sports. Shout out to the Chambers brothers, Marvin and Harold Chambers. Of course, a great big shout out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength with Lucinda's lyrics. She did that. If y'all, if y'all missed it, make sure that you catch it on the recording. Awesome job tonight, Aunt Lou. She did uh, uh, lyrics on the quarterbacks, the two first African-American quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. And shout out to Janelle rounding out the triple threat. Uh, Terry, we missed you tonight. We held it down for you, but I love you ladies. Um, Shout out to the Chop Shop, uh, Robert Hatter, Jim Hicks, Chris Walker, um, wonderful men uh, doing good, big things, good and big things out of Texas. Of course, a great big shout out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson, to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. Fellas, I love you. And last but by no means least, to my mom, Miss Denise Green, for everything you do for me, for LL Sports 2, just your unconditional sacrifice, everything that I know that you have on your plate, um, and you just, you make sure that you are my brother, D'Angelo, and my biggest cheerleader. Um, Janelle says it each and every week, Uh, she loves you, I love you, Facebook loves you, but nobody loves you. Maybe my brother, but I don't think so. We'll fight over it. I don't know. Anyway, I love you, Mommy. All right, y'all, that is going to do it for the show tonight. Um, As I said, next week I will be able to tell you if there's going to be a show on February 22nd. I don't think there is because that is Ash Wednesday, but you will have all of that information next week. All right? So that leaves time with only one more thing. That is TJ's Motivational Moment. With it being Black History Month, we are keeping um, in step. So I'm leaving you each week with a Black History Fact quote, and or both. Tonight, we're going to talk about Max Robinson. This was a little dear, uh, near and dear to my heart. So Robinson became the first black person to anchor the nightly network news in 1978. Robinson got his start in 1959 when he was hired to read the news at a station in Portsmouth, Virginia. Now, the station owner hired him as a newsreader, but was told he couldn't show his face. When Robinson protested, he was fired. He moved to Washington to work as a reporter and later co-anchored the evening news, making him the first black anchor in a major U.S. city. ABC News took notice and named him one of three co-anchors on World News Tonight. He was also one of the 44 founders of the National Association of Black Journalists, NABJ, where I am a proud member and have met some wonderful, awesome people through NABJ. Um, it is a platform. It is a catalyst um, for things now now like Black Sports Biz that is here in Atlanta. Um, so shout out to you, Max Robinson. All right? Told him he could only read the news. He said, oh, no, no, I'm not down with that. I don't like it. He got fired. 
look at him now. All right. And then I also want to leave you with a quote. There are two rules in life. Number one, never quit. Number two, never forget rule number one. <laughs> that was said by Duke Ellington. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Until next time, be good to others, be good to yourselves, but most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye.